Welcome to the Hassan Hamid podcast. I'm your host Hassan Hamid and today we will be joined with a very special guest Mika and we will be talking about our most anticipated movies to come throughout the next years. Enjoy. All right, so I guess we'll just start with with the top 5. So um what's your what's your um fifth most anticipated movie? Okay, so uh, in my number five spot, I put Nobody, which I don't think is a is a film a lot of people have heard about yet. Uh, but yeah. it's the new movie from Ilya Neyshiller. I hope I'm saying his name remotely correctly. Uh, he's the mm-hmm. director who gave us Hardcore Henry a couple years back. Uh, and I really, really liked that movie. Uh, now he's making a revenge thriller uh, starring none other Ooh. than Bob Odenkirk, who's, of course, uh, the actor behind Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad, um, yeah. as well as Chris, uh, Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Um, and, and we barely know anything about this movie, but uh, that premise and cast just gets me yeah. so goddamn excited. I think yeah, it's going to yeah, be a yeah. great time. That's that's sick. I've never heard of that. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this year, but of course, with all the COVID stuff yeah, happening, it got corona. delayed. Yeah, uh, that's kind also- of the. All right. Sorry. So should I just do my five? Yeah, go for it, man. All right. So mine is kind of you know is th- this fifth one is kind of generic. A lot of people have this as their fifth, but it, no, well not their fifth as their like most anticipated movie is June. Ooh. Dune. Okay. Um, directed by um, Denise Villeneuve. Di- directed by Dennis. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Villeneuve. Um, um, he's directed films like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners, Enemy. You know, just so many amazing and incredible movies mm. that have like changed me a lot. So, um, personally, one of my favorites of his is um, Prisoners. And yeah. That's second my favorite as well. Would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love Prisoners. It's really good. So I'm I'm very intrigued with this new movie because like a lot of people are like hyped about it. It ha- it has a really, really great cast and it the, people have been describing it as like um sort of a Star Wars type of well not not hugely, but like it's it's kind of like Star Wars. People have been comparing it to that. Mm. And yeah, it's based off a book, and I, I've never read the book, but it definitely sounds interesting, and it's definitely up there. Oh, this keeps cutting out. So, okay. um, It's fine. We'll just move on to number four. Okay, number four. Uh, great. So, uh, my number fourth most anticipated film is The Green Knight. Uh, the trailer came out a while ago, and it just really got me pumped about this. It's... Uh, okay. It's very A24. Um, it kind of gives me The Witch vibes, which is my favorite horror film. I don't think The Green yeah. Knight is necessarily going to be horror, but it's this really cool, like, dark medieval fantasy that gets me super excited. It seems to have some sort of surreal elements to it as well, which yep. I think is just going to be great. Uh, the yep. director, David Lowery, his previous film, uh, A Ghost... Or, sorry, I don't think it was his previous... Um, his previous film was the old man and the gun i haven't seen that yet but the movie he made Mm -hmm. before that a ghost story i really loved it um and that that one also has some uh surreal elements to it and uh if the green knight is at all like that then uh i I think i'm gonna love it and also dave patel is in the lead and he's awesome yeah it sounds really really interesting um also it's coming from 
A24, which, like, their standards are pretty, pretty high. They've, they're home to a lot of really great movies and unique storytellings and, and you know, they made a ghost story. Um, he, um, the director made the go- a ghost story as well, which is really yeah. great again. Um, and yeah, this, this sounds really great. I can't wait. It's kind of, ah, uh, you know what? I should have done this list, like, thought of these movies because this isn't part of my top five. I don't know why. I mean, it's tough to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really tough. I just, oh, I don't know how I could forget about this. Okay. Um, my number four is um, The Batman. Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, how, did, how did I forget to include that? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just forget about a lot. But, you know, Matt Reeves. Is a really really great filmmaker. That alone gets me hyped that he's making a Batman movie. He he gave um War of the Planet of the Apes, which is in my opinion the best Planet of the Apes movie. Um, he just brings such a realism to the these talking apes. You know, it's I mean the the movies do have that sort of realistic tones, but he just he Matt Reeves just like brings it to a new level. It's it's emotional. It's it's um, thrilling it's just really really great and he's brought us a lot of other other great movies as well um so i i can't wait for um the batman and also um robert pattinson as well robert pattinson it's just um, oh my god he's so, such a legend yeah yep so like people just say oh twilight like robert pattinson's in twilight yeah, he's yeah. a really bad actor you know but he's not a really he's he's actually if people have seen Good Time, he's very he's a really great actor and not like them Twilight like back then. I mean, yeah, know. it sucks because he's been making really great, super interesting films for like the better part of a decade now, and a lot of people still just know him from the Twilight films. Uh, one more thing I just want to add about the Batman is uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler is a piece of casting get that gets me so goddamn excited. I, I genuinely cannot think of a better actor for that role. I, yeah. in his previous films, uh, especially There Will Be Bloods, he he's able to strike this just incredible mm. balance between. Uh, extremely charismatic and also just really pathetic uh, and that's exactly what I want to see from the Riddler yeah. I, Jesus I cannot wait for this movie can't believe I didn't put 100%. it on my list I, I, I know that this character is special to so many people and the fact that because you know people are mixed on Ben Affleck people are mixed on the movie so to see that we're actually get, looking forward to getting a really great interpretation of Batman is is just great for, for everyone yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody I see talking about it seems to be excited. Um, yep, and hopefully yep. it delivers. I think it will. Yeah, same. Same, I think it'll deliver. Also, it, it was filming in my country, so I got to see the filming, which was... Oh, which wow. Was cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it was sick. Um. So, should we move on to number three? Hell yeah. Okay, Uh, my uh, number third most anticipated upcoming movie is Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, It's based on a best-selling novel that I never read, Uh, (laughs) but uh, it's going to be starring Tony Collette and Jesse Plemons, uh, two actors who have been doing some really great work recently. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also being shot by... uh, 
Wukash Zhao, who's uh, doing some of my favorite cinematography work at the moment. Um, I highly recommend Cold War. It's genuinely one of those beautifully shot films I've ever seen. Uh, and Charlie Kaufman, whatever he does, is always going to be really interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward to this one. It's supposed Sounds to come out. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to come out in autumn, I think. Unfortunately, it is a Netflix release, but I'm hoping to catch it in a cinema yeah. somewhere. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Kaufman, um, he always has this like fun, uh, surreal element to his films. And also yeah, he yeah. makes like super human, like, or sorry, you know, like really, really human stories. Um, not superhuman. Um, so yeah, I, I love his films and I'm sure I'm going to love this one. I, I kind of want to redo, <laughs> redo my list because I feel like I've, I've just missed out on so much, like. If you if you see my number three, my number two, they're just like so generic movies that are on like everyone's top ten list. But you know what, it's fine. Um, I've never heard of that though. Um, it does sound interesting. And like, who was the director again? Sorry, the filmmaker behind it. Oh, uh, Charlie Kaufman. He's uh Aww. he's written a bunch of Spike Jones's stuff, like a uh, being yeah, John yeah. Malkovich adaptation, and uh. The two films he's actually directed are Synecdoche, New York, and um, Anomalisa, which are both phenomenal. Sounds really interesting. I've, I've, I kind of feel bad that I haven't heard of him, though. Uh, oh, he's great. I think he'd really enjoy his stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, some people think he's, like, pretentious, which I really disagree with, because uh, his mm-hmm. movies are also just really entertaining. Um, but yeah, he's, yep. he's great. Yeah, I'll check out. I'll check out some of the stuff after after this. I'll check mm. if they're like on any streaming services or anything. Probably, I doubt though. I doubt it though because like no streaming services have them. Sort uh, of... actually, being John Malkovich is on Netflix in the UK right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll check that out after. Mm. Sounds interesting. Um, so my number three is, as I said, it's probably very generic, but. You know what? It's this is a lot. Not a lot of people are hyped for this. Like, um, they're like it's a, it's a new Marvel movie, but it's like on the low end of of what people are hyped for. My number three is The Eternals. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, not that many. This is on the lower end of people's hype list of the MCU because not that many people really are familiar with The Eternals, and not that many people like know the characters or anything. Um, but I think this is gonna be. Uh, a huge risk for marvel because like guardians of the galaxy if you look at that not that many people were familiar with it not that many people um were like connected with it or anything and that just really just changed everything it was heartfelt it was um emotional it was fun it was it it brought comedy to like the comedy actually works in that movie so yeah it was just a huge surprise that nobody expected so i think the eternals is I'm pretty sure another um, team in space, and it it looks like it has a lot of potential. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm at the point with the MCU at the moment that it's hard for me to mm-hmm. get really hyped for something before I know, uh, like the creative team, right? Or no, wait, I think mm-hmm. we do know the director, but it's I I don't think yeah yeah done the director before. In... Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't heard of her, but like yeah, yeah, it's just. 
What made me really excited though was when they just announced that, oh, by the way, we're shooting on 16mm film. And oh, wow. that just like, yeah, I know. It was like, whoa, they're actually making risky moves because um, Marvel hasn't shot a film, a, a movie on film since Iron Man 2, I believe. Mm. And like, I, I don't see why they just like decided to just lose all their like s- cinematic. Um, their cinematography and like this this looks like it's going to be really cool and also they're using practical sets like a lot of practical sets like doing everything practically setting things on fire um and using minimal cg so i think this does look like a huge like turnaround and risk for for marvel oh holy cow yeah that sounds great can't wait i know it sounds really really cool and yet again it's another um space movie um that nobody nobody knows really the characters and it feels like it's going to be a massive surprise when it comes out in my opinion yeah and uh it's got a pretty strong ensemble cast as well which i'm looking forward Mm, to yeah yeah it does it does it has yeah it has a pretty strong cast yeah so i can't wait for it it's gonna be really good um should we move on to number two yeah, totally. Okay, uh, so in my number two spot, I've got Last Night in Soho. Uh, of course, Edgar Ooh. Wright's new film. Yep. Uh, I was devastated when it got moved over almost a whole year. Uh, I but know, I'm... I know. Yeah, <laughs> and it was going to release on my birthday as well. Ah, um, uh, that, that feeling just sucks. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, look, it's Edgar Wright directing. A... I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's going to be like a straight-up horror film. Um, mm-hmm. So it sounds like he's doing something kind of out of his lane. And uh, he's directing yep. Matt Smith and Anya Taylor-Joy, the latter of which is uh, like possibly mm-hmm. my favorite up-and-coming actor right now. Uh, she's made a bunch of really interesting stuff. Uh, the Witch yep. is my favorite horror film of all time. I also really enjoyed Emma, so I can't wait to see what she does with Edgar Wright. And also Wright is just one of my favorite directors of all time. He he made my favorite film, Shaun of the Dead. He's so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. I'll watch anything uh, he makes. Yeah. Same. I've, I, oh, I love Edgar Wright so much. Last Night in Soul is coming in um, in a future spot on my list. But I just love all of his... I'm pretty sure all of his films are... At least all of them are great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like... Even his my least favorite one is still really great, mm. um, and he's just such a stylistic filmmaker that doesn't show off purely on style. I think that most filmmakers who try to be like him are trying too hard to yeah. import style into their films. Um, but Ed Wright just does it so naturally and and so um, beautifully. I think. Yeah, and his films even just work really well as emotional mm. stories. Uh, and, yeah. then, and there's also just something really fun about an Edgar Wright protagonist. Um, yup, yup. Edgar you, Wright knows how to make a protagonist and absolutely. knows how to build yeah. relationships. They're all so great. Mm. But yeah, like, man. Um, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say I'm excited as hell for this. Uh, and uh, horror is <laughs> yep. a genre that I've kind of been getting more into recently than I have been before. Yeah, same. So, yeah, can't wait to see what yeah. he does with it. Sorry, Edgar uh, hasn't really done a horror, to be honest. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, you could say that's a horror, but um, 
I think this is a really like tonal shift for his films, and mm. yeah, it just makes me so pumped for it. Yeah, even the few uh, like set images that they released, they look so mm-hmm. different from anything he's made. Yep. Just visually, dead. Uh, it seems to have really interesting lighting. Uh, so yeah, it's, damn, can't wait for this. I was just so bummed when it got when it got delayed. I was like, okay, please, I, you can delay anything you want, just don't delay Last Night in Soho. And then they delayed Last Night in Soho a whole year, and that made me so sad. Uh, yeah, it's mad. It's crushed me. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, what's your number two? Um, my number two is Shazam two. Oh wow, I haven't heard of that. Um, uh, yeah, so the first Shazam, you know, um, Shazam is like, it brought such a, like, it, it was a huge tonal shift for DC and it was like, it brought so much humanity and heart into it, into their films. It was like, you know what, we don't need to be like Marvel and we could just do our own thing and they did it. They brought a genuine talent like David F. Sandberg to direct this movie and I think that um, David F. Sandberg, he's such a great filmmaker not not as not like a great filmmaker like the best filmmaker a great filmmaker like he knows what he's doing like he um he's a really great person and he te- he even has a youtube channel where he where he um keeps uploading and like teaching filmmaking tips and i think that's really great Oh yeah, uh, filmmakers having YouTube channels is something that yep. fascinates me. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, David mm-hmm. F. Sandberg, he has one of my favorite ones. He actually like makes yep. almost like these uh, advice videos for uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, aspiring filmmakers. It's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, David Lynch probably has my favorite uh, filmmaker YouTube channel. I've been keeping up with all his weather reports. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 so interesting seeing filmmakers. Like it is. Filmmakers it from is. the I'm past fa- discover this medium, and also filmmakers who uh, got their start in this medium continue to make videos. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. David F. Sandberg got like started uploading videos on YouTube, like twelve or thirteen years ago, and it's, he's still doing it, which is, is so yeah, fascinating. Crazy. Like, yeah, when when filmmakers just continue their YouTube channels mm. and like they act like, um, not act like. They're not like them big people would be like, oh, broke out into Hollywood, so now I'm just gonna forget about my old past and fans. He still keeps true to his yeah. old self, which is great. And speaking of Shazam, the the actual movie, um, I think that the first Shazam was like, as I said, it it was so heartfelt because it brought this character, this boy. And I was like, okay, a boy, he has no family. Let's make the movie centered around him finding family with his, with um, with himself and with um, his friend that he met. And, you know, it's just a movie about family and it's powerful. For a superhero movie, especially, because not that many super movies, super superhero movies do that. They rely too much on, like, action and CGI, where this movie, it just keeps it as a low profile which i love so much i actually still haven't seen shazam i gotta get on top of that. oh yeah you you need to watch it's really really great yeah it's, i will i will yeah yeah it's unique as well in that sense hmm. okay um let's move to your number one my number one okay uh 
I mean, I'm 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 sure you can figure out the one movie I've omitted, but uh, the absolute most anticipated movie that I'm looking forward to the most right now is Dune. Uh, I'm I'm every mm-hmm. new detail that comes out about this gets me so much more yeah. hyped. Uh, yeah. The cast, oh my God, uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, doing sci-fi. Uh, I mean, I know he was mm-hmm. in Interstellar, but you know, like hard sci-fi here. Uh, Zendaya, I love seeing her get more roles. Um, Jason Momoa looks like he's going to be having a ton of fun. Uh, I, yeah. I actually started reading the book recently uh, in preparation for the movie. Uh, if, if anybody's wondering if they should read it, uh, I absolutely recommend it. It's so goddamn good. I can't wait to see how Villeneuve translates some of this crazy stuff to film. Uh, mm-hmm. He's definitely one of my favorite working directors right now. Uh, there's still a couple of films of his that I'm yet to check out, his earlier stuff. Uh, but yeah, same as you, Prisoners is my favorite of his. And goddamn, yeah. he's just the perfect director to tackle this movie, and I can't wait to see what he does with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just sounds so interesting. Everything that they just post out is just... It sounds like it's going to be um, very, like, crazy and, and like... Um, fun. It looks like it's going to be so much fun. Um, but you know, I haven't read the books, so I don't really, I can't really judge on the story or anything. But yeah, I need to, I need to read the books. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm, I should. I actually had a thought recently. I hope you're not talking anymore because I can't hear. No, nope, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I had a thought recently that if uh, if uh, Warner Brothers wanted to do another Watchmen movie, which they absolutely shouldn't, but if they did want to, uh, yeah. Villeneuve would be the absolute perfect guy to do it because he's able to he's able to nail yeah. that like you know, for lack of a better term, cool uh, sci-fi grit mm-hmm. with really deep uh, explorations of philosophical themes. Uh, so yeah, like I, I, if Zack Snyder hadn't, in my opinion, butchered the source material, I think Denise Villeneuve is the mm-hmm. kind of guy who'd absolutely get it and would be able to give us a great movie out of it. Yep. But we're getting Dune instead, which I'm really hyped for. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he also... Um, Blade Runner 29 was just a huge, oh my God. like... Yeah. Um, yep. He just... I think he's perfect for the... For the um, for the job yeah and i like the idea of us you know getting more quote-unquote mature sci-fi uh which mm-hmm. uh, you know i i mean i i love star wars but you know I, I i really like when we're able to get a genre movie that's you know that's uh, dares to go a little deeper with the kind of um, stuff it explores and uh even some of its content matter uh mm-hmm. and yeah, if there's anybody I trust not to uh, just make this, you know, like an edgelord's wet dream, then it's yeah, Villeneuve. Yeah, I yeah, put yeah. all my trust in Villeneuve. Oh, my God. Just mm-hmm. please give me yep. the Dune content. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I love every one of his films. Enemies are also, I think, extremely underrated. Dude, like, Enemy the way is that so he... good. Oh, my God. I know it's it's amazing. Uh, I loved it so much. I watched it a few weeks ago. Mm. And Might be my favorite it. Jake Gyllenhaal performance. Yeah, I would say favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance is Nightcrawler, personally. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's an incredible one, too. Yeah, but Enemy, just such a masterpiece. So good. 
even just like the tone he's able to create in that movie mm-hmm. with um, mm-hmm. like uh, the, the camera work and the music. Yeah. It's, God, that's the kind of guy I want that. making a sci-fi epic. Yeah, you could easily like ruin it with like, cl- uh, like sort of a double person, like a clone. You could easily ruin that. And he he doesn't. He makes it better than it could have been. And love it so much. Oh, yeah. Another director would have made that such a dumb schlockfest. Mm. So yep. much of what's great about that movie is yep. his directing. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. It just It's just so great. I love it. So I'm, I'm eager so, yeah. to hear. What's your number one? Number one. Um, I already mentioned it, but Last Night in Soho oh, okay. is my number one. Oh, I did catch that. You know, that. Okay. Ed... <laughs> Edgar Wright does not miss. As I said, he just straight up does not miss. I love all of his films. And Last Night in Soho feels like it's another great Edgar Wright film, but um, with a horror twist into it, which is something that Edgar Wright hasn't done. And even the story um, of, the, of the movie just gets me really hyped. I mean, with a lot of, like, modern comedies um like i kind of get the Mm. sense particularly american comedies like i get the sense that you know it's primarily a comedy and then any other subgenre it's supposed to be that's left for the background but edgar wright he's able to make a hilarious movie and still you know make it a really good entry in whatever genre he's pastiching i guess um and so yeah it's just him with his insane uh directing abilities and his really uh signature directorial style that mixed with a creepy atmospheric horror it gets me so excited yep Yep. same it just it feels like it's going to be really great and like i think he's his the way that he does comedy he doesn't do it like uh let's just make a pun or something or let's just like do a weird cheap fart joke or whatever he uses visual comedy Mm. to the absolute max and i think what he does with that is just brilliant and i love everything that he does with it yeah absolutely he like brings every single aspect Mm. uh of filmmaking he uses it to his advantage even even just editing he's able to make gags using the the mechanics of the film's editing yeah yeah even baby driver like that's also in my in my opinion that's my favorite edgar wright movie but like baby driver um doesn't really lean towards the comedy i mean yeah it has its comedic moments but it's just it doesn't really lean hugely towards the comedy version it it, um leans more towards characters and i love love baby driver so much it's probably in my top five favorite movies of all time i love it a lot yeah, and that was his first, uh, like, Hollywood movie. Um, mm-hmm, and I, yeah. I think a lot of directors may not have stuck that landing, but it's everything yeah. about his style translates perfectly. It's no matter, you know, if, if it's a British movie, Canadian uh, or American. Yeah. I feel bad for him, though, for what Marvel did to him with Ant-Man. And then, yeah, I like, would, the... I would have yeah. loved to see uh, Ant-Man by Edgar Wright. I would have loved, absolutely loved to see an Edgar Wright Ant-Man. And the fact that they use the Michael Pena sort of voiceover thing, mm. that Edgar Wright, that's, that like, was the Edgar Wright style and they just gave it to Peyton Reed. Yeah. And like Peyton Reed's still like doing it. And the thing is, they, they took away such a brilliant filmmaker and just mm. used such a generic one like Peyton Reed. Like, no, no disrespect to Peyton Reed, but... 
Um, his films are so bland, in my opinion, and they don't have any substance or, or style or anything like that. I mean, I, I gotta wonder uh, if the whole fiasco happened now, if Disney would let Edgar Wright follow through on his vision. Because yeah. they seem to kind of be more willing yeah. now to let filmmakers do their thing than they were five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with Eternals, they're just like, they're just like, oh, okay, film, you want film? Let's just make you do, let you do whatever you want. I think that that really works instead of make, making it, like, keeping it to, like, a boardroom studio thing where they discuss, like, how it's going to build up the next film or the cinematic universe. They don't just, like, be like, oh, hey, let's get this filmmaker. You can just go crazy with your ideas and do whatever the hell you want. Like, that, to me, that it would have made their films a lot better. Yeah, well, that seems to be what the the, the approach that DC is taking now, which is mm. cool, kind of yeah. to an extent. Yeah, with Birds of Prey, they're just like they just like made Margot and the director Kathy Ann just go crazy with it, and it turned out really great. Yeah, and it's insane when you think about it. Like they said, mm. "Hey, can we uh take this DC character who was you know yeah. like she was like a." list character uh yeah. a couple years ago can we make a goddamn r-rated movie out of her where she just i know right says the f-word a bunch and uh, a guy's <laughs> face gets sliced off and they let her do it i know i don't fully and agree with, with that decision to make it r-rated but it's cool that you know directors yeah. get to realize their vision i'm always yeah, gonna really be in support cool. of even that. with joker yeah even with joker they just like i i mean i don't really love joker as as other people do but yeah, like <laughs> it's cool that they were just like you know what let's get joker and let's just use no cg no like no visual effects no like superheroes or anything just like have this character and let's just make him go from one point to another and show how he changes in the society and in this um sort of city and society it's just yeah yeah <laughs> society a lot of people love it and i, I just think that that's great because it got people more into personal movies like people show up for a Joker Batman movie, they instead they got a character driven movie that's not really about Joker. It's about Arthur, which oh. I love. Yeah, and then it got nominated for eleven Oscars. Yeah. Arguably yeah. too many, but um <laughs> hey, if it means yeah. that Warner Brothers are gonna give creators more creative control yep. over films, then I think it's for the best. Yep. Yeah, I think that the um should have done that a long time ago and like started out with that instead of trying to be the new marvel and you know marvel marvel's starting to approach now what dc's doing and giving filmmakers whatever they want i wish they did that with with ant-man though because that would have probably been extremely fun and extremely unlike all the other marvel films and just unique Mm. like imagine an edgar wright superhero movie like what could you have done with that like I mean, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world was as close as we were going to get to sort of um, visual effects, like a lot of visual effects and like a personal story or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They threw away a massive opportunity mm. with that one. Yeah. Uh, it so great. Yeah. I just wanted to comment. I, I found it interesting that neither of us had Tenet in our top five. That is interesting. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I thought. I think that would come in like sixth place. Yeah, for if me I, or seventh. If I was making the list like six months ago, it would have definitely been in my top yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, but like a lot of mo- movies have been like just shined mm. throughout. Yeah, but like Tenet, you know, 
Christopher Nolan is is great. Um, he's made so many like intriguing films yeah. that that have they make the stories work. Like Inception, how could you make that work with like crazy like you just need your whole attention when watching one of his films, and I think Tenet's going to be um, an extremely story driven movie. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Uh, the cast mm-hmm. has me excited. Uh, John David Washington yeah. was great in Black Klansman. Uh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. love the idea of him becoming a like a mainstream action star. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna be there uh, as soon as cinemas open. It's it's safe yeah. to do so here. Don't bully me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see Christopher Nolan crash a freaking airplane into yep. an airport or whatever he's yep. doing. Such a Christopher Nolan thing to do. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, having some issues with Discord here. Uh, but, okay. Oh no, this isn't good. Hassan, I, I, I assume we're gonna edit this stuff. Otherwise, this would be a, a very awkward podcast. Thank you for listening to this anime podcast. Make sure you go check out Mika's channel. I will put it in the description. And see you guys in the next episode. Bye.